and welcome to this latest edition of the Powder Blue Podcast. Frank Close here with Jeff Mosher. And Jeff, right now the big question is, can the Phillies do it? Yes, they can. Yes, they will. I have been pretty steadfast on that for the last, what, three or four weeks now? And um, I believe they will do it. I know they're they're doing their best to sort of make it interesting, uh, but that shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, this is not a team that has a whole lot of uh, playoff experience or any <laughs> in the last 10 years or so. <laughs> so, um, look, I mean, they went on that six-game road trip, Frank, and I remember we said last podcast leading up into it, I, I didn't expect much. I felt like give me – Three and three, I'll be happy. Give me four and two, I'll be ecstatic. And I said, give me two and four, and it sucks, but it's not going to knock you out of a playoff contention, um, especially with the schedules that the Brewers and, and the Padres had. Now, both of those teams played better than I thought, but nonetheless, they went out, they got three wins, They, you know, so they're three and three on the trip, um, and they're in a good position with the Cubs here on deck and the Nationals four after that to just continue to take care of it, go – it's six games, right? Go – or seven, seven games, games, four against the Nats, right? Yep. Go four and three, I think you're good. Go five and two, you're great, in my opinion. I, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Padres playing the Dodgers and the Brewers. Of course, they have the Cardinals, but then the, the Marlins. But I just think that if they keep above the win column on these games, you know, they'll be fine. All right, so let's let's break this down. All right, so you said and – I, and I tweeted this out yesterday – you said you hope they go four and three, or preferably five and two in this in this seven game stretch. So if Correct. the Phillies were to go four and three, mm-hmm. the Brewers then with magic number is eight as we record this on Monday morning on the off day. But Phillies win four out of that seven, then the Brewers would have to lose four the rest of the way. So they have nine games left. So the Brewers going five out of nine would be pretty good, right? And I think yeah. that would be consistent with how the Brewers are doing. If the mm-hmm. Phillies can get these four on this road trip here, well, the first leg of this road trip against the the, the uh, these two lesser teams uh, in the standings, the Cubs and the Washington Nationals, that would be enough. Right, right. And the, I, listen, the schedule suits well for the Brewers to win that many games because they finish up with the Marlins and the Diamondbacks, and they're both at home for the Brewers. But then the Padres have to play the Dodgers, Frank. I mean, that's the sort of – they could go into a tailspin, and both the Phillies and Brewers could make it. I mean, we're – it's like only nine games, but there's so many permutations. So that's why I think this is really about the Phillies being in the driver's seat with their schedule. These next seven games, win five, and I think you're prime. You're, you've got no issues, and and really they should win five, Frank. I mean, I know they've got some struggles right now in the back end of the rotation, and even in the bullpen, and even offensively, they're not always there. Uh, but you know, they, they this second half. What have we said about the Phillies? Whether they're streaking high or streaking, they seem to take care of business when they play the teams that they should beat. Yeah, they struggled against the Cubs coming out of the All Star break, and yeah, there was that awful West Coast trip against the Giants, right, and then the Diamondbacks. But for the most part, especially in the NL East, they've taken care of business against the teams that they should be. All right, so let's look at the the, the two schedules for the Brewers and the Padres. You don't want to rely too much on them. You want the Phillies, obviously, to win enough games to to win it on their own merit. But but realistically, they're not going to win out, right? So so, uh, the, the Brewers, they have two at home against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are trying to convince 
can are trying to clinch, excuse me, <laughs> the the central. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those are two tough games that if the Brewers, you know, would be lucky to, to even split, right? I mean, so I mean, I feel like that they can get a loss there, and then when you break down who the Brewers are actually going to face in Miami, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to looks like they're going to hit um, Alcantara. So so let me let me uh, they don't have the the, the uh, starters announced yet, but. Um, but in Miami, they're going to hit. It looks like they're going to hit Alcantara, which is always a big deal. Does right? that mean the Phillies are not going to get Alcantara when they go to play the, the that's Marlins? A, that's that's a very good question. Let me see. Let me see how this breaks down now. Now, now I'm like, all, oh, we're a little I, far from. That I didn't anyway, think. I didn't. I didn't consider that part of it. But, but. Uh, oh no! No, no wait. I'm sorry. The, the Phillies are done with the Marlins. Am I right? Maybe I'm confused. I was confusing the Nationals. No, the Nationals. Nationals. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're done with the Marlins. Yeah. Right. So the, so the Phillies are going to, um, yeah. So the Brewers are. It looks like they're going to line up uh, against Alcantara, and mm-hmm. uh, by the way, Marlins. So just a quick side note: Don Mattingly uh, exiting the job. Uh, they didn't call him fired, but uh, yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see some changes down there in Miami with the new ownership. But right. Um, but yeah. So it looks like so. All right. So Al- Alcantara pitched. Uh, let's see here. His last start was let's see. He pitched Sunday the 18th. That makes him I'm trying to do this on the fly is too much. So, <laughs> but yeah, he, he he lies in the series, and so it looks like they'll get Alcantara. They'll get Cabrera, who has uh-huh. been pretty good by the way, right? The yeah. Phillies. Uh, Edward Cabrera threw some some nice starts against the Phillies. So mm-hmm. so the Brewers don't necessarily have a cakewalk in Miami. That's the uh, that's 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 sure. the important thing, and then. Um, by the way, in 17 games between the Cardinals and Brewers this year, airtight, 9-8 and eight in favor of the Cardinals. So, you know, every Philly fan wants a Cardinals sweep right now. That's the, the, the precedent of this year says this, it's most likely going to be a 1-1. One one. Right. So so I, 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 so the Brewers, though, they're, they're not going to get off easy. And then, the, you know, the Diamondbacks, of course, is a little far out. But if you get Zach Gallen, uh, you know that that's another tough starter that they're going to have to sure. face. So it seems like when the when the Brewers lose, it's because their offense has kind of let them down, right? Because they've got that tremendous starting pitching. Right. So you don't you don't expect a lot of lopsided games coming uh, coming in Milwaukee this last stretch. But by the way, that is one thing that does favor the Brewers, honestly, is that they they get to play these games at home. And the Phillies are on the road for everything. Mm-hmm. That is true. That the the matchup is going to be Michaelis versus Hauser, by the way, which is pretty good. It's not either his best pitcher, but it's like both a good, both are good pitchers. Miles has had a had a strange year. He's eleven and thirteen with a three three five. Go figure that one out. And a one zero four WHIP. Uh, meanwhile, Hauser has got a four six two ERA, but he's been pretty good. Uh, there are times where you watch Hauser pitch and you know he can bring it. So it should be an interesting matchup. Now the Padres. So going back to them for a second, their magic yeah. number is only six. So right. um, that 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 means they have to win. I mean, they very well could win enough to, to to do that. Although again, their schedule. Looking at their schedule, they get to face the Dodgers, of course, which is not 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 easy. So they get three against the Dodgers, right? The right. Phillies and Brewers. Um, you know, excuse me, the Brewers get this two game series, while the uh, Padres have this three game series. The Phillies have three in Chicago. And then they go and face the White Sox, uh, which, which of course there's been some chaos there, but uh, mm-hmm. not 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 necessarily a, a walk in the park. Even no. though the the White Sox will miss the postseason, it looks like. Uh, and then they close out against the Giants. So right. which which you know the Phillies Phillies saw what the Giants can do. So it, it, 
I would is that not at San Francisco or is San, that at that's at home. So for the Giants, yeah. So so they, I mean, could could the Padres get six wins out of that? I, it's, I suppose it's possible if they can get one out of three of the Dodgers, and then oh, they have to sweep one of the other ones. But then again, yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to yeah. be tough. So it's going to be kind of hard for the, the Padres to 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 lose their grip here. So mm-hmm. um, so really, I think it, it probably does have to come down to the Brewers. Yeah. I would think so. And, um, you know, then, then that kind of October schedule becomes wonky for them because they got three against the Marlins, I think, and then they end with three against the Diamondbacks. That's a weird way for the Brewers to have to end their year against an NL West team. But Well, not um, everybody can play in their own division if there are five correct. teams in the division. But, five um, teams, right. Yeah, so, the other, the other... so, yeah. Well, Phillies, hey, Phillies, well, but remember, too, these are these were made-up series at the end, so... Phillies end against Houston, of course, uh, right. which was, you know, seems out of left field, but but that was yes. a series they had moved back. The Phillies would have otherwise ended against the Nationals this weekend. Yeah, and Houston is is you kind of hope that if it comes down to those three games against Houston, they're done. I mean, they're clinched. They're good, if I'm not mistaken. So don't they have uh, they not have the they have the best record? At one point, they had the best record in the American League. I don't yeah, know if the, that's the, the Houston Astros do have the best record in the the American League. So the question would be for them is, have they clinched their first round bye? And so if they've clinched that first round bye, mm-hmm. what you probably have, though, is they're probably going to try to line up the starters so their best starters do face the Phillies. Right. But they're not, they're not going to be pitching deep into the game. Right, you know, they are. They're, they're seven games ahead of the Yankees right now. Yeah, so they're, really, they're really close to. <laughs> yeah, they're really close to, to clinching that. So I, I, if if they have not clinched the best record by, by the time the Phillies see them, then they have other problems. <laughs> but exactly, exactly. So I think that's going to wind up playing well. Into, I mean, you would have to think, right, that Houston will be jotting out some backups there and not really, you know, resting starters if they need to, giving some guys yeah. some time off, and that's going to that could play into the Phillies' hands really well. If yeah, since, since they have. The, since they'll have the bye, I, I do expect the regulars to play, but not not the whole time, right? So, you know, sure, you'll sure. yeah. So so uh, so so even if you're worried about uh, you know uh, their their offense, they might they might take a break come the uh, seventh inning or fifth inning. Or I guess it depends on how the game's going, but right. but yeah. They, I, but if I, you're I Dusty just, Baker and it's it's Verlander's turn in the rotation, and you know you're getting you're, are you pitching them six innings? No, you're probably gonna just. Have them go two, three, and then go, you know, have a few bullpen guys, right? I mean, that's what I would think. You would I mean, they didn't, I guess the challenge now is with the shorter roster, right? This isn't the expanding to forty. You can't just, you know, use your minor leaguers <laughs> like you used True. to before. True. You know, you might have one extra arm, uh, but probably, probably your number five starter gets to pitch as usual. If who's not going to be in a playoff? Run. Although, you know what though, Jeff, you might need every starter in these playoffs these days because. Let's face it. There's there's uh there's no days off now. Yeah, that, uh, they are squeezing true. this postseason in uh, so that the World Series is the same day it was going to be, mm-hmm. even though you've had to push it back with a whole extra series before right. the season ends, right? So, right. um, so that's why that the schedule's so weird that you end up with these three games in Houston in the middle of the week in October, right? You know, uh, somebody yeah. said to me the other day, like, wait a minute, that they end in like they end in on a Wednesday in October, like that, that, that seems so awful. That that's that just because weird. these are the rescheduled games from March 31st through March 3rd. So, right. so this is this is this is going to be a, a an awkward year. So, yeah. So here's the thing: as it lines up, right? So if Houston faces the Phillies for those three, 
they won't play from Wednesday the 5th until all the way until Tuesday the 11th. So I, the I have to, is right. Yeah, I have to think that they would need to play the regulars. Yeah, I guess that's the case. That's true. I, I well, it's not like a question of playing them. It's just do they pull them after you know you know you got five innings in you whether you're a first baseman a pitcher or whatever. You know, if we get five out of Verlander, do we just not caring about the the result, the outcome? Do we go to our bullpen? You know, one 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 one. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. You know, forget who you were, whether they win or lose or not. It doesn't matter at that point. It's just getting work and and making sure you're not overworking anybody. All right. Well, let's, let's, speaking of workload, let's talk. Let's talk the Phillies' workload, right? Yeah. Because they've had some extra challenges kind of come up in the last week. So, so Brad Hand, who has not looked great, um, he has said that. Uh, well, you know, he said that. Well, he's he's at least admitted that he's injured. If he, you know, something wasn't right with Brad Hand. I think that was that was clear watching him the last few weeks. You know, right. they, they, they they lost a reliable bullpen arm in Brad, Brad Hand. So. He's finally on the I.O. Uh, and and interestingly, the Phillies add Chris Davinsky, um, you know, f- who's of course a household name, right? That's that's not something I would have uh, I would have expected. Uh, uh-huh. But um, <laughs> at last, but one thing he does have is major league experience. Uh, he, he did pitch for the Diamondbacks earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't pitch well. He had a seven five nine ERA in ten games. Uh, right. But he's but he's got he's got 243 major league games under his belt. So I guess the Phillies decided to go for the uh, I don't know the <laughs> experienced arm. I, I, I'm not I, sure what 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 they're expecting out of it. Um, it's not great that that hand is dealing with this injury. Yeah, I I feel thankful that Alvarado has looked pretty good in uh, in September. I was he giving up like one hit in his last been, nine and two thirds? Dominating. Yeah, I mean, it's just the right time. I mean, that that right now is your most reliable left-handed arm at the point at this point. Yeah. As he should be, by the way. He was supposed to be. It's just that it, it, it never seemed to materialize for the last, you know, two years. But he's really come back well. And said, he's had pretty good, a great second half, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's been, he's been darn near unhittable. So, yeah. So that, that's, that's, that helps make up for it because then he can move backer back further in the bullpen uh, where Brad Hand would have been right. uh, in that in that way of doing things. But then you still need you still need to get some of those outs in the middle. Um, yeah. Yep. Now here's the other here's the other wild card bonus, which is which is really really helpful. Zach Eflin is now pitching at the back end of this bullpen and pitching very very well. Yes. Yeah. I, that's str- It's amazing how you come to the end of the season. And you're talking about guys like Alvarado and Eflin being really big needed components of your bullpen where you fast back to April and you were just wondering if you're going to get consistency out of Alvarado. Could Eflin be your fourth or fifth starter? Uh, and then you're at the middle of the year, you've given up on both of them. And then at the end of the year, they're playing pivotal roles. So the, the Phillies better get as much as they can out of these guys in this playoff run and hopefully the, this playoff stretch because you just never know with them. Now Eflin, he's you know when we we talked about Eflin, you thought that maybe he would be one of those piggybacks or give you a couple innings as an opener and then right. yield the yield to the starter of the day, but but he's made five appearances. The latter ones have been all towards the back end, but he has not allowed an earned run yet mm-hmm. in those five games, and that that adds up to five and two thirds innings. So uh, that that is the bonus of all bonuses, you know, <laughs> which is 
which has really been the story this season because I actually said, you know, going into the season, Sir Anthony Dominguez, like, well, I don't know what he's going to give you. If he gives you anything, that's a bonus. And, right. and uh, he, you know, he, of course, uh, had that dominant stretch. Now, he's been scuffling a little bit as of late, uh, but he seems to be turning the table a little bit. A little what do you bit. think about Sir Anthony? Yeah, a little bit. He obviously came back from that injury, and he wasn't the exact same. I, I just think I don't think anything went anywhere. He's not a good pitcher anymore or not as dominant anymore. I just think he's got to continue to work his arm back. And also, Frank, I think he was so dominant for a stretch there that you had to expect a little bit of a coming back to earth with him. But I, I still, at this point, feel like he's one of their more reliable arms. I'm still in a high leverage situation in the eighth or ninth going to use Sir Anthony, I'm going to go down with Sir, Sir Anthony Dominguez, I, I, you know, because he is still one of the best arms that you got. And now, now you're just looking at a back end of your rotation where you're really going to have to have Alvarado, you're going to have to have Dominguez, and you have to hope that David Robertson, who, who's not being asked to, is not asked to pitch a whole lot all the time because he's clearly struggled here down the stretch in September. Uh, hopefully, less usage of him will increase his viability's impact. Speaking of Robertson, man, that's that's Sunday loss. The wild pitching in the the tying run, man. That yeah, Philly's got man. so close. That that that. Do you think that that loss is gonna just leave a bad taste in everybody's mouth? You know, probably Frank. But like they they split with the the Braves. They had a chance to take three out of four. They split. I think it would have been worse if they were if they would have lost three out of four on that. I think that would have felt like. A very deflating. But again, I think you came out of that six game road series at three and three and you're like, all right, we survived a pretty tough road series. You know, we took the first two from the Braves. We've been, everybody thinks that we stink compared to them. This is their mindset. I'm trying to, trying to channel, um, and still are in the driver's seat. So there are always a couple of games throughout the year where you're like, man, we let that one get away where we really needed to win it. But this team seems to be able to respond from that pretty well. Like, and especially, it's the way they respond. They'll probably go and get a a huge hit from like, you know, uh, give me a, like a, a, you know, a Garrett Stubbs or, or Dalton will come through with a, a big hit for them, you know, in their next game. And it'll remind you of the kind of perseverance that they've had all year long. Uh, or Edmundo Sosa, he'll, he'll get back. With, at the yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't heard an update on him. I, yeah. The, the Phillies clearly need them because Bryson Stott is just fried. Like, yes. like, like Bryson Stott, I still think he's very good, but man, he looks tired. <laughs> like he's yeah, not played this deep me. into a season. Right, right. They do need reinforcements in the infield. Absolutely, they need. Yeah, they need a guy like Veerling, though, who also probably has not played meaningful games as deep into the year. You can see. I mean, he had that five for five game the other night. I mean, I, I feel like he's sort of coming back and giving you some some big hits there. So someone's got to come through. But I, I agree with you on Stott. He just looks a little slow with the bat right now. Yeah, well, batting, I think it's the last seven games, batting like zero thirty two or something like that. So, unfortunately, like uh, it's really hard to rest him, though, because you don't really have another natural shortstop on this roster. No, you don't. You might have to throw Nick Maton there for a game just to like, but but again, that's not that's not ideal. So yeah, I mean, uh, you're trying to get your best lineup as possible, both offensively and defensively here, because you need these games. But I don't know, has Maton? Pl- I know Maton's played around, but has he played shortstop for the Phillies yet? 
Care. I don't know Remember if he has in the major leagues. Um, let me check what he's been up to at Triple A. I don't. Yeah, I mean, in major leagues affiliates have been set. So since he's been up, they've had Sosa and they've had. Um, Can you play Segura there and play play Mayton? I don't second? like that. Yeah, I really don't I like. Know. Again, you don't want to start resorting to to uncanny positions and lineups. You know, when you're trying to stay consistent and do what you. All right, here you go. Nick Mayton has 214 minor league games at shortstop. So. Not, that's, that's not a small sample. That's, that's no, 38, 38 games last year. This okay. year, 47. So, yeah, what the heck, do it. So he played 47 games at shortstop this year? This year in the minors. In which, the minors. Well, that, blow, to me, that's, yeah, that's I, enough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be all right. I, I would have no qualms with that. <laughs> yeah, you got to give – you can, so, so you got to give I – mean, by the way, Maton's bat's been pretty good, huh? Yep. <laughs> I, I would want him you, in man, there against a righty. I, I agree with you. The Phillies have gotten more – They've logged more mileage, important mileage, out of guys like Maton and earlier in the year Camargo and, you know, Stubbs and Veerling, guys that you think of as backups and afterthoughts and, um, you know, Dalton as well. I, I, well, he's a, so Dalton Guthrie, it looks Guthrie, like he's already yeah. been optioned to the minor leagues. Oh, right, right. So but it looks I'm, like my Nick point Castellanos is, is back. Yeah, my point is uh, they've gotten just so much production this year and timely production right so so i mentioned uh out of guys who you just didn't know would factor into the team at the beginning of the year that that's sort of been their their calling card i think pretty yeah. interesting that castellanos is going to come back with no no minor league rehab and they calling it a mutual agreement <laughs> i think he said oh, I'm, I'm not sorry doing wait, it wait, wait, i apologize dalton so all right so nick mayton was listed among the phillies outfielders and there's only four listed right now but guthrie is listed as an infielder <laughs> oh, okay so, uh, so that explains why I couldn't find him on the roster. But anyway, Guthrie could end up at AAA with with, right. with Nick Castellanos coming back. But, but man, he's he's been something. Even Guthrie like continues to just make make add value. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah he's, if you look at his batting average, it's four thirty eight. But you know that's only ten. What's that? Uh, ten games, sixteen at bats, right? So you, right. you figure that's not sustainable. But but even in the field and and pinch running, like he's adding value to this this Phillies team all over. So I, I, I would hope that you see him. Um, I'd hope you see him with this, with this club. I don't I, I See, I don't know how much they, they think of him as an infielder. He did convert to the outfield uh, formally this year, but uh, you know, with Munoz, uh, Munoz or Guthrie, like who do you keep? Uh, or, or Maton. I mean, if, if you consider yeah, you can, you can tough. use Maton in the infield. Uh, more. Yeah, I would keep the most versatile guy. Yeah, and that, I, I think would, that would be Maton. Yeah, I would keep Maton. Maton, Guthrie, and then send Munoz down. Yeah. So, so yeah, somebody's got to go for Castellanos uh, this week. So it sounds like uh, he could be back uh, as early as Tuesday. No no uh, roster move yet, but it looks like Castellanos will forego the rehab assignment. By the way, you, you can't underscore enough how much the Phillies have lost Castellanos went down because he was hitting. I mean, he wasn't hitting he was a lot of home to, runs. Yeah, yeah he was right. hitting. I mean, you 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 want that consistency, uh, getting somebody on base. The Phillies really missed out on that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I I never I never really understood like the necessity of the rehab assignment. I understand why they do it, but you know, I I I think that no matter what, whether you go down for three to five games or or start at the major leagues, you're gonna be behind. Like if you remember Bryce Harper. He tore it up on his rehab assignment, and he has not hit well 
over the last two or three weeks. You know, I mean, that they came up with a few on Sunday, but overall just has not hit well. I just don't think the rehab assignment does. It just lets you know that your body's ready, but I don't know that it gets your bat ready. So I don't, I don't know that Nick Castellanos is, you know, harming himself by not going to AAA for five, for, you know, five, five days. You put him in the lineup, he runs into one. He's, he can run into one and hit it over the park as opposed to some of the other guys we mentioned. So you might as well have him in the lineup and getting ready and, for the playoffs if, if, you know, if they make it, which I assume they will. Yeah. And Castellanos, of course, played for the Cubs. So maybe he'll be comfortable there in Chicago. So now let's look at this, this, the, the matchups here for this Cubs series. So, uh, Phillies shuffled the rotation. So they, they have it set. So Wheeler is going first on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That would set him up to be one of the two starters on the doubleheader Saturday. So I guess Syndergaard piggybacking him on Tuesday, uh, so that they can both start. On Saturday, mm-hmm. and then uh, so that'll be against uh, Marcus Stroman, who of course is a very nice pitcher. Um, hasn't been hasn't been his old self this year per se. I mean, his ERA is three eight, yeah. uh, whip whip one seventeen. So it's kind of a tick below what you're used to with with him. Uh, but but you can never write him off because he is a good pitcher. And so after that, then they we have Aaron Nola against. Uh, I gotta get his first name right because I'm not really familiar with him. But uh, Hayden Wesneski. Uh, who is a right? You don't know about Hayden Wisniewski. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden was ne- Wesneski. A Wesneski. Yeah, oh, so not, not 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 spelled the traditional way you might see, uh, but he's he's appeared in just four major league games and two of them starts. So right. I don't know if he's somebody who is going to go deep into a game. Uh, and then the final game will be Ranger Suarez, who's been pitching very very well against Javier Assad who also is limited in his major league experience, just six games started in the major leagues. So if they can get past Stroman, at least at least on paper, uh, th- this could be an opportunity for the Phillies. Uh, you got the horses that you want. You have Wheeler, you have Nola, and you have Sanchez. And really the toughest – you know, I don't know enough about Wisniewski. I know he's got 24 strikeouts and 22 innings, so he can probably bring it a little bit. But he's only pitched 22 innings, as you mentioned. So – I mean, when you put that against Nola, you ha- you got to feel pretty good. I-, I I think this is set up well for the Phillies. They, sh- I, you know, I almost want to say I don't know why they don't take three, but I know that you know they struggled with the Cubs already at Wrigley once this year. But th- this is your horses right here with with uh, Wheeler, Nola, and Suarez. So anything less than two out of three, uh, th- then I might start to to really question it. I-, I you know I have not yet. I've been pretty confident. So have you. Uh, if they lose two out of three to the Cubs, I might start to get a little shaky on it. So Falter will pitch then Friday in D.C. Then mm-hmm. uh, wait, let me check. Let me just double check this. He here. just so did they, not have it. They, against they just, the yeah, he did not have it. So he just didn't have anything. Actually, they could. I'm trying to think now. The way that they shuffled the rotation with the off day, they could skip him if they do the double header. Who starts the double header? It would be so, so basically it would line up if you have the piggyback of, of Wheeler and Syndergaard, they could each start a game. Right. But I guess with the off day, they have the luxury of uh pitching one of Gibson or Falter on Friday and then coming back on Sunday with well, they could they could uh they could go yeah, that would be Nola on Sunday. So I, I would I would I would personally do that. I would I would make sure you get um or, or keep keep Syndergaard around and keep one of the other starters as a piggyback if if you know between Gibson and Falter. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they, but they have some, they can play with that there. Now they're, they're TBD at the moment, uh, but they want to have you want you want to have at this point Wheeler Nola every fifth day period. Yeah, I would go with Falter against the Nationals on Friday. I would because Falter he didn't yeah only because he he didn't throw probably I don't know how many pitches he wound up throwing against the Braves. It could have been a lot because he was out of there pretty quickly. Um, he didn't have it, but it it was one of the to me. I mean, you look at how he's pitched in the month of September, it's been pretty darn good. That was his – I mean, he's actually been pitching well since August. Uh, that was really his one lone – I had a terrible game. Yeah, he threw 90 pitches, so it wasn't like he – you know, he threw a lot because they were beating the crap out of him. But he, it's almost like he got it out of your system. You were due for a bad one. So Gibson has been like up and then down and up and down. He didn't pitch as badly on Sunday as maybe the stat line suggested. But I don't know. I, I just – I sort of trust Falter right now a little bit more to at least, you know, we're, we're talking about Washington here anyway, um, to, to kind of keep you in there and and start that series off on the right foot. So then if you if you go to the following week then, so mm-hmm. if, if you pitch, if you pitch, um, Wheeler is one of the doubleheader games Saturday, right. Nola right. Sunday, then you would have Suarez Monday mm-hmm. against the Astros. Right? Does that, does that does that work? I'm just trying to check, figure this out. So Suarez pitches would be pitching Wednesday, right? Or no, is he pitching Thursday? So Suarez would be pitching. No, he would be pitching. Yeah, Thursday. He's yeah, pitching yeah. Thursday, which means that he would have uh, he would not have enough rest to pitch on Monday. So then you're you're, you're going to have to pitch. You're going to have to pitch one of Falter or Gibson on Monday in Houston. Uh, well, you but, can't pitch Falter if he starts the Friday game, right? Right, so it would be it would be whoever doesn't start on Friday. Right. Yeah. So then, uh, so that would give them uh, the fourth and the fifth as potential days that they won't, they might not have to worry about it if, if they've clinched something. So. Right. Yeah. That's why. Give me Gibby against the Astros, assuming that the Astros don't give a crap about that game. Give me Gibby there. You know, that, right. that's a good spot for Gibby. And then, uh, so yeah. So then, if you pitched. If you pitch Suarez uh, Thursday, then he could pitch on Tuesday mm-hmm. if you need him. And then beyond Suarez, then you would, it would be whoever pitched on Friday. So whether right. it's it's uh, but but who knows what you need at that point? So you gotta That's hope that they'd be done by the by the four ten game on the fifth. Who would start that game Wednesday? Would that be? Would that be no? Well, if you, if they've no. clinched, no. If they have, if they need Wednesday's game. If they need Wednesday's game, would be ever started Friday Every, with Falter or, or Gibson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's rough. <laughs> that's a little bit. So they can't let it go that that far, right? I no, mean, yeah, you really. If it comes down to the last day, they're 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 not in a good 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 shape. Okay, interesting to know. All right. Yeah, but 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 the good news is then. So so essentially, what what going through all this, you're going to get you're going to get starts from from Nola and Wheeler twice. Twice, right. And remember games the, that they should win Cubs if, Nationals. Yeah, well, and we've already kind of said the Phillies need four wins. Yep. Phillies need four wins if the Brewers go five out of nine. Which, which, which I, th- I mean, again, you want to aspire for more than four wins, but right. But maybe that makes you feel a little bit better uh, if you if you're if you're running these guys out there uh, against against the yeah the Cubs and the and the Nationals. So right. Hopefully, by the time you get to to Houston, you're not that worried about it. We'll see, man. I got faith. I got faith. I'm I'm happy that um happy that 
the catchers turned it around this second half. He's had a really nice season, actually. If you go look at Rio Muto, I mean, oh, he, yeah. given his struggles in April and May, he's really turned it around. What is he at? He's over 20 and 80 on homers and RBIs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and coming from the catching position, not many teams can say that. And, right. And He's hopefully, out there every day. And hopefully, too, you know, Castellanos being there, the pressure will, will kind of come off some of the others. You know, this is this this will this will be a team that at least has the regulars in. You know, maybe Harper's starting to turn it around. Hoskins is finally back after he yep. had a really rough stretch that really seemed to to really hurt the Phillies. He's finally back to his old self. Yep, so, Schwarber. Schwarber, yeah, Schwarber hitting starting to get a few hits, Sunday. too, by the way, that are not home runs. I know he had a few in the Toronto series that, that were actually base hits. That's good to see. Yeah, so so things are setting up okay. But but you know what, Jeff? We've said that before. The Phillies have, have not, not come through. So so can they do it? And talking this through with this detail, I tend to think yes. What would be your biggest concern if the Phillies don't, if they falter here over the stretch, no, no uh, pun intended with Bailey, what, where do you think of the games will have lost? Games would have been lost because one of the big guys, uh, meaning Wheeler or Nola, uh, throws multiple duds. Yeah, that's, I could see that. But I, I could re- more realistically, I think that those guys could be good. I, I'm worried about the bullpen. You know, I mean, it's been a little bit shakier here. Uh, as you mentioned, you got the injury with Brad Hand now. Um, Robertson has not been great. So I'm a little concerned about that. But obviously your bullpen's only going to be needed if you're, those starters that you mentioned aren't, that do have a dud. But even if you go, like I can see one of those two guys having a good six, seven innings and it's like a two-to-one game, you know, because the, the bats aren't there and then the, the bullpen kind of gives up two or three late. Uh, that would be, that's the sort of the nightmare scenario that could happen over a couple of game stretch here that I, I fear. Well, I don't, I, I think the I think that I'm kind of okay with, I think the bats, Chicago, they, the bats usually come out uh, in Chicago mm-hmm. and against Washington. I, I feel like the, the guys at the, the nationals are starting. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 they, I wonder if they'll miss, uh, they might, they might miss uh, their, their, uh, their, their old lefty friend Patrick Corbin that thankfully they didn't sign, uh, but uh, but I don't know. I I feel like there's 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 enough of there's enough in this Nationals uh, rotation that the Phillies are are used to beating up. Uh, yeah. Looks like are they even skipping Corbin on the start? I'm trying to figure out what now when Corbin's going to pitch next. I mean he might pitch. They should just shut him down for the year. Yeah. They should have shut him down after he won that game. He became the first like national starting pitcher to win a game in something like over a month they had. So they should have shut him down after that. Retired yeah. his number. <laughs> <laughs> Anibal Sanchez pitched for them Sunday, so the Phillies will get Anibal Sanchez. Uh-huh. And Fetty pitched Saturday, so they'll get Fetty, who they who they like to beat up on. Yes. So Sanchez is that crafty crafty righty, but you know if you if you can catch up to the junk. And, or stay patient with it. You can you can knock them around a little bit. Yeah. So my guess my guess is uh, it's it's possible that the the uh, Phillies will miss Corbin. Well, I don't even know. I, I, well, he, well, they could start on Friday. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they don't know what they're doing. Listen, Frank. But, uh, I mean, if you, it doesn't matter who they're throwing, they're the Nationals, and they don't really have anybody that you should you could say, hey, that guy can challenge Nola Wheeler or Suarez even. So. If we're really worried about who they're throwing out, then then we're panicking because it doesn't really matter. 
Yeah. By the way, Anibal Sanchez, his last seven starts, he has a 131 ERA. <laughs> <laughs> he three zero run that. starts and one and and uh, three one run starts. That, so. that means he's due. He's due to get knocked around. There you go. There you go. The, <laughs> the ageless Anibal Sanchez, who, who I can't believe is still pitching. I know. Uh, the right especially, hand is Jesse Orozco. Especially, especially, I think the story with him. Uh, what was it? Was it last year that 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 the the Nationals wanted to sign him again, and uh, he didn't like the deal he was offered, so he just didn't pitch. And then, I don't know, I uh, born in '84, which is old in baseball years, I guess. Thirty-eight years old, yeah, still pitch, still pitching uh, in, in the league, but the new but, yeah. Levon Hernandez. <laughs> but yeah, his his uh, I will say this: the only team that that uh, okay, they 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 listed his. Uh, I guess they counted in those stats. The Phillies were one of his one-run starts, but he went just two innings. <laughs> so that was an opener. <laughs> I, I I I I don't know because that was the only start that was less than than four and a third he's had this whole time. So Phillies wow. got him out early at the very least. So well, listen, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun watching the Phillies kind of beat on these teams and and put themselves in a great position to make the playoffs for the first time in a long time, Frank. Long yep. time. Yep. There will be games at Citizens Bank. Well, actually, I can't because the first round of the playoffs will be all are all road all games, road right? games. The lower seeds. Man, we may not be able to get to a game, but we will see Phillies playoff baseball. I'm very confident. Well, let's worry about that when it comes. Okay. But here's my 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 closing thought, Jeff, to the fans. Enjoy the games. There's not much baseball left, no matter what the scenario is. Just enjoy it. Root, root, root for the home team. Well, they have to win for people to enjoy it, Frank. I don't think it's going to be very fun if they lose four to six and you say, hey, you're watching good, meaningful baseball games in October, though. <laughs> they got to win them. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, we'll, we'll reconvene in a week, and we'll, maybe maybe they will have clinched. But for now, this has been the Powder Blue Podcast. Frank Close, Jeff Mosher. We'll catch you next time. 